Welcome back to another episode of College Hockey Talk. I'm your host, Matthew. Thank you so much for listening to today's podcast. And on today's episode, I had the privilege of interviewing freshmen from the Maine women's hockey team, Bailey Oaks. We talk about many things throughout this interview, including her first year uh, with Maine. And we also talk about her journey to college hockey and playing in the PWHL for the Toronto Arrows. However, before we get to today's interview, I'd just like to ask if you can please follow our social media accounts, whether it's on Instagram, Twitter, or YouTube, where you can watch this entire interview. You can follow these social media accounts at College Hockey Talk. Also, subscribe to our Apple Podcast page and leave a rating and review, and follow our Spotify account as well. Doing these things helps our podcast grow, helps new people find us, and I'll really appreciate it if you did those things. It means a lot to me. Now, without further ado, here's today's episode with Bailey. I hope you guys enjoy it. Welcome back, everyone, to another episode of College Hockey Talk. On today's podcast, I'm joined by a very special guest, freshman from the Maine women's hockey team, Bailey Oaks, joins the show. Welcome to the podcast, Bailey, and thank you so much for coming on, and how's everything going? Awesome. Thank you for inviting me. I'm really excited. Um, I'm doing really good. Just got home for Christmas break and just having a nice time with my family and I'm really excited for the rest of the season. That's awesome to hear. Well, any holiday plans uh, for the time you're off or just kind of sitting back and relaxing, I guess. It's been a long semester. Yeah, just taking a break from school, continuing to work out and just getting to see my family, which is really exciting. Now, do you try not to think too much about hockey during this like break? I feel like it's hard not to, but I feel like at, at, for a little bit, you kind of want to take a step back and just kind of refresh everything before heading into the second half. Yeah, you want to not be so focused on hockey, but at the same time, it's a great time to continue to work out and get in good shape so you're ready for the second half of the season. So it's kind of a little bit of both. Yeah. Now, it's hard to believe that, but you just finished the first half of your freshman year. It's crazy how quickly it's gone by. So what have you taken away from the games you've played, and how would you overall evaluate the first half of the season for yourself and for the rest of your team? I think the first – we started off a bit slow in the beginning, but the first half of the season has been really exciting for me. It's something I've been looking forward to for years now, and I'm finally getting that college hockey experience, which is super, super exciting. I think the rough start was a bit hard on everybody, but we kind of started to pick it up a bit near the end. I think it's also really great as a freshman to be getting some ice time and also learning from all the older players on my team. It's been a really great experience, and all nine defensemen and all of our forwards and goalies have just made it a really awesome environment. So it's been a lot of fun. Yeah, just from like an outsider's perspective, looking at your season, it seemed like, you know, you got on that kind of rough start, like you just said, but it's, it seemed things kind of turned around in that series against UConn last yeah. year, um, winning in the shootout and this, on Saturday, but then also winning one to nothing um, after playing a very good defensive performance. So how, would you, how, how did you guys use that weekend as kind of a turning point for the season? And how would you like, well, from your perspective, like, how did you take away, what did you take away from that series? Yeah, I think we all knew that that was a really big series for us and we needed to go out and dominate the most we could. Our field hockey team actually just before that had won America East Championship. So we kind of took inspiration from them winning because they also had a slow start. Said, well, if they can do it, so can we. And kind of told ourselves that this is the new start to the rest of our year turn it around, got two big wins, which was really, really exciting. And I got to play both games. So that was really exciting. And one of my coaches from home actually drove down to see it. So that was really cool too. And we just took the two wins and kind of carried it over to the next two weekends where we got some more wins as well. Yeah, you got you. I feel like the first game was a very defensive battle, but then the second game, it was a kind of like an offensive um surprise of a lot of different goal scores happened in that game is that how you what you took away from it is it kind of weird playing two separate types of games in one series yeah it's definitely not something I've done a lot playing the same team back-to-back games as like we did in the PWHL we never really did that but it's kind of cool that you can immediately take what you've learned about a team or from a game and apply it the very next day and you're right, like the second game was completely different than the first game, which I think makes Hockey East especially super, super exciting because any game, anyone can be anyone, and every game is going to be different from the last. 
and it just keeps it really entertaining honestly now uh you also beat boston university this season as well they're currently the second um place team in hockey is how important was that when being one of the top ranked teams in the conference that was a really exciting win as well uh that was actually the game i scored my first goal so that was super exciting for me but we really again we really wanted to just keep winning those games we kind of needed to turn it around and I think our team figured out how to just come together and really put in everything we got because we kind of not that we didn't do that the first half of the season but we weren't getting our bounces and we allowed teams to kind of capitalize on our mistakes but we went and did the opposite and capitalized on the other team's mistakes we got a lot of deagles that game too which was really exciting and that end of the bench but we just kind of came together and really showed B what we got. Now, what was it like in your first uh, collegiate goal and who did you call first and uh, where do you keep the puck? I'm assuming you brought it back with you um, to Canada. Yeah, I, I brought, I got the puck back, which was really exciting, but honestly it was, if I were to think back on how I thought I would score my first goal, that would not be the way I did it. I was really, really shocked when it went in. But I was with one of my teammates, Olivia King, in the morning on open ice, and I just kept shooting that shot. I'm not sure why I was doing it, but I kept shooting that shot from around the top of the circles, in the middle of the ice, low, si- low left side. I don't know why I was doing it, but I was. And then in the game, we were on a, almost a four-on-one, and Ida K passed me the puck, and I just kind of knew, okay, this. there were so many other people that she could have passed through right now. I can't mess this up. And I didn't really see the shot because the defenseman was coming to me, but I saw the net move and I knew it went in. And my D partner at the time, Nicole Pateman, I just turned her and I was like, oh my God, I can't believe I scored it. You can't really see in the video, but I went to her and I jumped so high. I was so excited. It was an unreal feeling. Is that the most prized possession um, in all the hockey accomplishments you've had so far? Yeah, probably. That's probably my most exciting hockey moment so far. Hopefully I get to score some more, whether it be this year or next year, but it was really exciting. Yeah, definitely. Well, I hope you do score some more goals as well. It's always, I think it's the best feeling in hockey. Um, maybe also throwing a big check as well, but you guys can't do that in women's hockey, but it's, those are like, in my opinion, the two uh, biggest exciting moments you can do in a game. Yeah. Yeah, definitely. Now, what are your goals and expectations for the second half of the season? Your team kind of had a tough series against BC to end off the first half of the year. So kind of like what are your goals and expectations for the second half and what do you, what does your team hope to accomplish? I think, yeah, the ending against BC was kind of not what we were hoping for, but we know that we dominated as much as we could and we got some unlucky bounces, but I think we just got to keep the mentality of how we did against UConn, BU and Providence and just really keep the high energy up and not allow little mistakes to get to us. A thing that our team likes to say is to stay level. Don't get too high when we get up and don't get too down when we, when they score or when something doesn't go our way. If we just stay neutral, keep the same mentality the whole game, high effort, high energy on the bench, then we know what we can do and things are going to go our way. Now, what's it like playing in hockey? You can just talk about the competition you face every night because clearly there's no night off um, in Hockey East. For sure. Yeah, it kind of goes back to what I said before, that anybody can beat anybody, which is why the league is so exciting and so competitive. And every single player in that league has got what it takes to be there and makes it a challenge for you every single day, which is why I love hockey so much, and especially being in this league that – you can go out there and have the best game of your life and not win, which sucks, but that's just how it's going to be sometimes because that's just the luck of the bounce sometimes. And it's, it's unfortunate, but at the same time, it's what makes it so enjoyable playing in hockey East. And also your, all of your teammates are so strong and so amazing and they push you every day in practice. So what the, what you're playing against in practice is what you're playing against in a game, which makes it, a little bit easier to know what to expect because your teammates are pushing you so hard in practice. What's been the biggest improvement you've made to your game uh, so far this year that you've noticed? I think my confidence at the beginning 
of the semester was not the best, but definitely has improved. I never really struggled with it last year, but I think starting at college hockey, it's kind of expected that you're going to be a little nervous. But another thing is I think my skating with the puck, I'm just so used to, you know, making the pass, letting the forwards do the skating, but our team kind of emphasizes skating with the puck, especially as a defense on breakouts. So I think I've gotten a lot more comfortable doing that. And it's definitely improved my game a lot. And I think it's helped our team a lot too with our breakouts and opportunities to score goals and get the puck deep, that kind of thing. Yeah, was that kind of the biggest adjustment you had to make to college hockey, your confidence? Because I feel like people don't understand sometimes how important confidence is regarding hockey because it's so easy to lose confidence, but it's so hard to gain confidence. And I feel like if you have confidence as a player, I feel like it elevates your game to a whole new level uh, than when you don't have confidence. So was that like an adjust? Was that like one of the biggest adjustments you had to make to college hockey? And um, how did you adjust to that? Or was it something else? Was it kind of like the speed or mental side of the game? Yeah, honestly, confidence was a really big change for me. Speed was as well. But with confidence, I feel like I've never had a confidence issue like growing up in minor hockey, which I don't know if that sounds like cocky to say, but I just, I've always known like what I'm capable of. But I think coming into college hockey, I wasn't expecting to have too much of a confidence issue. But then it kind of like sprung up on me. I was like, oh my gosh, this is like, this is so insane. And you got to be ready at every moment. And your coaches are going to be telling you things to adjust, especially as a freshman, since you're not used to the systems that the team has been playing for the last four, five, six years. So confidence was definitely a really big thing for me to adjust to because I never really experienced nervousness so much before. But now I'm definitely a lot more confident. But yeah, the speed as well. You think that it's you like, you know, going into from junior hockey to college hockey that the speed is a lot faster, but it's a lot different watching it and actually playing it. Because I know that I, when I was in the PW, I was watching college games or practicing every now and again with certain college players. And you think that they're so fast, but once you get with your entire team of people who are, so we have girls on our team that are 23 and I'm 18. <laughs> so <laughs> they definitely have that experience in the college hockey world, but it's just so fast. But you, you adjust to it faster than you think you're going to. And I think as a defenseman, my, like, I was able to keep up with backwards skating, but it was forward skating that was a little bit more difficult for me to keep up with. Yeah, and the age thing too, especially with the fifth years, you're playing against older players. Like before you were going to college hockey, you didn't think you were going to go against 24, 25-year-old players. So that's yeah. like another thing to think about when it regards to the adjustment as a freshman. Yeah, for sure. Now, kind of transition, I want to talk to you about preparing for this upcoming season since it is your first year in college hockey. So how was your off season, and did you do anything interesting, whether it was hockey-related or non-hockey-related? What was that whole experience like? Uh, before, well, before the season in Canada, COVID protocols and restrictions were all over the place. We were in from March to about when I left, honestly, which was April or which was August, sorry, was so back and forth and lockdown, quarantine. You could do anything you want. You can do nothing. It was ridiculous. So that was definitely a mind game was to figure out what I actually can and can't do. So my gym would be closed some days, but then sometimes it would be open. So it was transitioning back and forth from working out in my basement with very limited equipment to being in my gym with full racks and tons of dumbbells and other resources. So I think the biggest thing was to stay motivated and actually put in all the work I could when sometimes it's a lot harder for me than other people because just because of being in Canada and things were not available to me. And I think mentally that was really hard for me because I was stuck thinking that since I'm not getting on the ice or I'm not getting in the gym, that I'm going to get there and I'm not going to be ready because just everybody else that's going there is American and they're in the gym and they're not having this issue like I am. But 
being there, I got there August 4th, which was, I think, a really smart decision because I was able to get in the team gym more and on the ice more, which I wasn't really in the summer before I left. So that was definitely a really good thing that I did. But I think mentally just realizing that, you know, it's going to be okay. I'm going to get there. Yeah. I'm not going to get kicked off the team because I was in quarantine. Mm -hmm. And like doing, like, do you notice a difference between working out at home versus working on the gym? Like, I feel like there is some benefits from working out at home just because like you do more band workouts. That's what I was getting the feeling of talking to different players is you have to do a little more band workouts and body weight workouts rather than using weights when you're in a gym. So do you think um, doing those type of workouts benefits you in some aspect um, when you finally get to step on the ice? Yeah, for sure. It definitely helps. Um, I'm fortunate to have a little bit of weights here. So I was definitely using those when I could. I also kind of makeshift some new equipment for me to use, even though it was probably not the best, but yeah, it definitely helps you as long as you stay motivated and you just put in the work and not think too much about, oh, I don't have this equipment, so it's not going to make me better. As long as you have a good mindset that, you know, just because I don't have this, I can still get better. So it was definitely a mindset thing. Yeah. And did that change your approach for this off season? Because the previous off season, it was like, you knew that nothing was going to be open throughout the entire summer. However, this past off season was kind of like fluctuating whether things would be open or not open in Canada. So does mm-hmm. that change your approach at all? Or were you kind of like, I'm just going to take advantage of uh, when I have the opportunity to work out in a gym and get to get on the ice? Yeah, it was definitely just like rolling with the punches. And every day it was just figure out what you can do today to get better for tomorrow and sometimes that was you get to go on the ice and you get to go in the gym but sometimes it was you're stuck at home and you can't leave so it was really just taking every opportunity that you got and not thinking about what's going to be open tomorrow or what's going to be open next week just do what you can right now and the rest will come later now, overall, how is training going for yourself right now at this current moment? Like, um, is there anything you're trying to work on uh, regarding your game uh, during the season? Because I know it's kind of people, people, I feel like people always talk about what people train during the off season, but no one really talks about training like during the actual season. So like, how does that work? And like, what are you working on? I think with our team a lot, we're working on explosivity, which is definitely really helpful, especially for someone who's not as fast as myself. So. I get to kind of work on the, obviously not on the, off the ice, but with explosivity, you kind of, it develops those first few steps so you can get going faster, which is something that I am working on a lot right now. And just like speed in general with, with and without the puck. Um, also working on conditioning, which can be really hard in season because if you do too much, then you're going to be t- too tired for the games. But if you don't do enough, then you're going to be tired for the games as well. So it's kind of finding that good balance of what's going to get me like amped up and ready and get my muscles like in the right condition for a game, but what's also not going to make me too tired that I can't do it or what's not enough that it's I'm the, are my opponents are taking advantage of me because I'm not strong enough or I'm not quick enough. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah, no, those bag skating drills, they're definitely tough, especially during the season. But, like, when it's the end of the season and you're playing a tight game and, like, you have that energy to keep going, it's definitely beneficial. That's when you start to notice it. That's from my perspective, at least. From my no, for sure. Definitely. Now, just talk a little bit about your freshman class. What's it been like to get to know them? And how have you guys got to know each other? Are you the only Canadian on, your fr- on the freshman class? Because you said that, like, a lot of Americans were on this year's freshman class. Yeah, so I'm the only Canadian. Um, my roommate, who's also a freshman, is from Hungary. And then the other two freshmen are American. So there's only four of us, mm-hmm. which is a really small class. But I kind of, it's kind of been nice that there's a small group of us and we've gotten to know each other really well. I think we're all really different too, which kind of makes things interesting and exciting. I have classes with a few of them this past semester and I think I have more with my roommate next semester, which will be exciting. But being in the dorm, you're kind of 
away from the rest of the team. So you're forced to hang out with them or make new friends in the dorm, which we've definitely done both, which has allowed us to kind of have our own bond and not really, not that we'd be ignoring each other, but it allows us to have our own time to make a connection outside of the rink. Mm -hmm. Cause it's a lot harder to, so for me, I don't have a car. One of the other girls does, but I don't have a car. And the majority of the team lives off campus. So getting to their apartment to hang out or do whatever they're doing can be a little more difficult because it's about a 45 minute walk. And I don't exactly have the time to do that every day. Mm-hmm. So being in the dorm and so close to the other freshmen is nice because you know that there's always someone there that can study with you or just hang out if you're bored or help you with your homework or whatever it may be. But it's also nice to sometimes hang out with the other teammates too. So it's, it's really good having a small group, but balance is good. So I assume the freshmen are required to live in the dorms for your first year at school, right? Yeah, that's what the, there's the off time that freshmen don't, but majority of the time, yeah, they live in the dorm. So what's the living situation going to be like during winter break? Because I assume dorms are going to be closed or you're allowed to like live there during um, winter break. Yeah, so the dorm that I'm in is an athlete dorm. So oh, cool. in the winter break, it's thankfully it's open because they know that a lot of the athletes have to be there. Mm-hmm. So since we, we have a game on the second, so we're headed back on the 27th of December and then we don't start classes till end of January, but I'm sure there'll be other athletes too that are in the dorm because they're kind of in a similar situation as us. But yeah, we thankfully our dorm is open. The only thing that's going to be a thing that's a bit difficult is food because we don't have, we can't cook in our apartment or in our dorms, whereas everybody else can cook in their apartment and the dining halls will be closed. So that's kind of the biggest situation that needs to be figured out for winter break. Yeah. But at least you have like other athletes in the building that are going through the same situation. I, I assume, is it like the women's hockey team, like basketball team, men's hockey team is like everyone's in that dorm pretty much. Yes, there's certain teams like football, uh, men's hockey actually isn't in the dorm, but we got baseball and softball, swimmers, um, some basketball. So it's a a good mix. And I've kind of gotten to know some people on different teams, which is nice too. And we go out and support them at their games and they come support us at ours. So it's been a really good environment actually being in the dorm. Have you gotten to try to get to know the upperclassmen then if you like, live so far away from them? Yeah, it's definitely sometimes it's harder than others, but I think our captain does a good job of trying to invite us when, when she can, which is really nice. And honestly, just if you say to someone, hey, you want to go get ice cream or can you take me to the grocery store? It's, it's a really easy way to just get out and get to talk to someone new that you don't talk to every day. Or even for me, I'll ask, different teammates all the time. Hey, can you pick me up on the way to practice? And then even that five minutes in the car is kind of a nice excuse to talk to someone else and get to know someone better. And then also just in the gym, on the ice, in the locker room, hanging out at the mm-hmm. rink. That's always a good time to get to know them. Now, how have you balanced both hockey and school so far? That's got to be a challenge as a freshman as well. Yeah, I think I don't really know what I was expecting. But I think especially with road trips, it's really hard sometimes. I get really motion sick a lot. So studying or doing homework on the bus isn't exactly the easiest for me. But, you know, it's kind of just something you got to manage, which really sucks. And there's not really a better way to put it. But I think the biggest tip that was most helpful for me is trying to get most of your work done at the beginning of the week. So you have less to take with you on the road. And then when we do get downtime, rather if you have to nap, take a quick nap, but get up and do some work before you head to the game or before you head to meal or whatever you're doing, because you got to really take advantage of every little bit of time you get because you're so busy. Especially with Maine too, because I feel like you guys probably have the longest travel schedule um, in the entire conference uh, just because of where your school's located. So it's not like you can do like a quick bus trip back and forth like do a home and home series it's like two home or two on the road yeah 
people hate playing us for that reason because they're so far, but I don't think they really think about how far we have to go for every yeah. single game. Yeah. Like one of our closer trips is like five, six hours. Yeah. But it does give you an advantage when they come because they have, they're going to be tired and you guys mm-hmm. are all rested. So there is some balance to it as well. I feel like. Yeah, definitely. Cause they, every team knows that Maine is, or not knows, but feels like Maine is kind of the worst place to play. But for us, yeah, like you said, we take advantage of that because people don't like coming that far for a game. But And I don't know if you've ever seen, but when we play they their locker room, they got to walk downstairs to get to the bench and then get on the ice from there. They're kind of in a sucky situation. So mm-hmm. all around the rink layout doesn't do them very well. So yeah. it's kind of nice that we get to just take advantage of when we do get home ice because a lot of teams don't like it. Well, I've never been to Maine before, but everyone tells me Alphonse like one of the coolest drinks um, to play in um, and just the whole atmosphere and all that stuff. Have you noticed that when you find your first year there, like probably one of the best drinks in college hockey? Yeah, I really like our rink. Honestly, there's been, I mean, obviously I haven't been to all these rinks until this year. So um, other than a really local school, like to me here in Canada, uh, Maine was the first ever like college arena that I went to. And I think it set really high standards for me mm-hmm. that when I went to other ranks, I was like, oh, wow, ours is like really nice compared to this. I thought, I thought they'd all be more like our rank, honestly, but now that I'm saying these other ranks are bad, but I think our rank does set a really high standard. Yeah, I know for- what you mean. Yeah, for the rest of the teams. Now, I want to kind of transition and talk about the beginning of your hockey career and kind of work all the way up to um, where you are today. So you're from Richmond Hill, Ontario. Yep. Um, what's it like growing up there, and how did you start playing hockey? Um, yeah, I I lived in Mississauga, which is about 45 minutes here when I was really little, but I pretty much grew up here. Um, I live, like, right on a lake, which I love which is where I first learned how to skate was on the lake when in the winter when it freezes. Um, my dad was a hockey player and my mom was a swimmer. So I kind of was put into both and then quickly fell in love with hockey and just have been playing it ever since. But when I first started, I started because my older sister played and I just wanted to do what she was doing. So I started doing that. And you know, I just, I, once I learned how to skate, I wanted to learn how to play hockey. Once I learned how to play hockey, I played rep as soon as I could and have been just playing ever since, really. It's, it's been a really crazy experience, honestly. I played boys, I played girls, I played with coaches that were awesome, I played with coaches that hated me. I've played with, like, so many different people that it's, it's kind of weird to look back on, but I'm glad that I chose hockey over anything else, really. Yeah, no, those experiences definitely, um, I think they help you grow up and mature um, during your, like, kind of adolescence years. Because uh, I play junior hockey as well, and, like like you said, you play with coaches that are do, don't like you as much, and then you play with some great coaches, but you're in these dis- different situations. And I feel like being in college now, like myself, I feel like I've it's helped prepare me a lot. Um, to deal with different types of people and kind of be in different types of situations. That's why I think that's why if I had to choose any sport for any, but it'd probably be hockey just because, you know, you're in, you, you learn so much off the rink as well as playing it, the sport as well. Yeah, for sure. It makes you, especially when the coaches don't love you as much, it makes you tough. And I think I kind of learned that at a really young age when I played boys hockey, the big difference that at least in my experience with boys and girls hockey at a young age is the boys coaches are way harder on you and don't really care about your feelings. Whereas the girls coaches want to make sure that they don't upset you in any way. And then they worry about development. So playing a mixture of both, I think really benefited me. It got me a lot better as a player, but then also a lot more mentally strong. But then when I went back to girls, I also was just, I was ready for development and just if anything was ever thrown at me, I try my best to learn it and do it. Whereas other people were just so used to 
I, I guess, easier coaching when they were little. Yeah. So it kind of, it kind of helped me like with mental toughness a lot. Now, who was your favorite player growing up? Was it someone in the NHL or was it a women's player on the national team? I would say my favorite player growing up was Jennifer Bottero. Um, she was on the women's national team. And I actually met her when I was eight years old, um, which was like really exciting. It was at a hockey camp. There's actually a picture of me in the newspaper with her. Um, her signing my shirt, I got to see her Olympic medal and it was really cool. So I think just from that moment, I was like, wow, this is, this is so cool. This is what I want to do. This is who I want to be. So, and then just the rest of the national team, women's national team, honestly, has always been like really inspiring and I've always wanted to be as good as them. So it's really pushed me and motivated me throughout my years, especially in boys hockey, because people think you're not good enough just because you're a girl. And I'm like, well, if these people can do it, then so can I. And it just, it was continuously a big push for me. And then also just watching my sister. I mean, I, I have three sisters and they're all goalies, but still watching them play inspires me every day. Yeah. How nice was Jennifer Botterill when you met her? Uh, I don't know how long ago that was, but what, what was it like meeting her? As I feel like I've never met like my favorite hockey player. So I feel like that would be like, I don't know how to describe it. I feel like it would be just kind of a cool experience. Yeah. I've actually met her twice, which is really exciting. The first time I met her when I was young, that was just, I think I was too young almost to realize how cool it was that like later on, like looking back, it was like, I met her. Like, that's so cool. And then later on, um, when I played for the Arrows, she came to a banquet and spoke to us. And so hearing her talk just was really cool as well about her experiences and just because she played in PW as well. So about her minor hockey experiences and just about her life was really cool. Yeah. It was just really fascinating, honestly, because it's someone that you look up to and you admire and you want to be just like them. Yeah, I think people don't like today don't realize how good Jennifer Botterill was, was because if you look at the top five, like NCAA points leader, she's like one of the top five. She had like 300 points. And yeah, she's up there. Yeah, but like the crazy part about it is, is she played so much, so many less games than players play now. And she mm-hmm. was like in the top five of like points, like only playing like less than like 200 games. I think that's what makes her like, that's just crazy to think about like how good she was in college. Yeah. No, she, she rocked the NCAA. She was, she was amazing. And I think like seeing that, like you said, that she didn't play as many games as a lot of other people. It may, it like adds on to that inspiration because Obviously, right now as a freshman, I'm not playing every game. So it's kind of taught me to, like, you know, make the most of every shift that you get because you don't know when your next one's going to be. And you can make a difference with less shifts than everybody else. Well, I think, like, 20 years ago, they played significantly less games than players Mm -hmm. do now. So that's, like, another thing to consider. Um, But I just thought it was, like, that's, like, a really neat stat. That Harvard team back in the early 2000s was a complete wagon with her, Julie Chu. Um, I'm trying to think who else was on. I think AJ Molesco was on the team as well. So that, that team was fun. to. I, n- I never watched that team, but that team would have been fun to watch. Yep, definitely. And Julie Chu is actually uh, my sister's coach now, which, oh, that's is, cool. which is really awesome. Yeah, no, definitely one of my favorite American hockey players watching. Like one of the best, probably in my opinion, top five American women's hockey players of all time. So she was really fun to watch. I never watched her play with Harvard, but – uh, with the national team was super fun to watch her play. Mm-hmm. Now you played in the PWHL, like you kind of mentioned before college with the Toronto Arrows. Um, how'd you get the opportunity to play there? And what was your experience like in the PWHL? So I think my, what first started happening was I played boys. And then when I came back to girls, I played for North York. Um, North York doesn't have a PW team, but it feeds into the Toronto Arrows. So from North York, I played uh, midget arrows, which was like kind of the next level down for a year. And then after that, I just, I kind of went to the arrows just kind of through, I guess like that was like the next step for me, um, which was really exciting. I have like always wanted to play in the PW and 
finally getting the chance was really fun for me. It was so sad when our season got cut short because of COVID because we had a great team. And I, I truly think that we could have went to win final four and win provincials and stuff, but it sucked that it got cut short. And then last year I actually played for Durham, but it wasn't really a season. We played Whitby about five times, Aurora mm -hmm. twice, and that was pretty much it. Yeah. Was it hard not having a season last year? Because it, I think it makes it more challenging getting ready for college hockey, not having a season the year prior, because I think people don't realize those junior seasons really help <laughs> prepare players heading into college just because you're playing a lot of games and that really helps your development. Yeah, definitely. It was, I was really upset to not have my last season too, but kind of goes back to what I was talking about before. Like, I never knew if I was going to have practice that day. I didn't know if I was going to have a game. And I always had this feeling like my teammates or my future teammates and the people I'm going to play against are playing right now. And they're practicing right now regularly. Mm -hmm. So I always just had this feeling that I'm going to get there and I'm not going to fit in and I'm not going to be good enough because I'm not getting the opportunity to play right now, which was very different for everybody else, which obviously is out of my control. But I think that's what made it the most difficult was I could not, there was nothing I could do about it. It was just a mental battle, really, just kind of accepting the fact that, you know, you can't go to practice this week. Yeah. You can't have a game. So how did the Toronto Arrows help prepare you for college hockey since you didn't have a lot of time last year to uh, prepare, I guess, for the NCAA season that was upon you um, during that year last year? I think I had I had an amazing coaching staff with the Arrows and that was definitely a huge, huge help for me. Um, I'd always known these coaches just through people and spring hockey, but getting to play with them on the, at the junior level was amazing. Dave Gwynn was my head coach. He was like, he was so amazing. Westy assistant coach, the two of them together work like so well and they coached with Durham too. And my sister's on Durham now and is there is the coach there with them. So I think having great coaches that cared about you as a person and your development, as well as, as an athlete was really important because if your coach, especially when you're at junior getting ready to go to college, if your coaches don't care about you and how you're doing even in school or with life mental health they would check in on me regularly because they wanted to know that i was doing okay before they worried about if i'm gonna make a good pass in practice mm -hmm. they cared about you so much as an individual before they worried about your athletics which i think was really beneficial for me and then my teammates were awesome too and i just think that we had a really good team both on and off the ice so working with great people just really prepares you for what's going to come and you know now here at Maine I have great coaches and a great team behind me for supporting me on and off the ice so it's really helpful yeah speaking of your teammates with the arrows like I was talking before like I've I, I interviewed Annie Fitzgerald who played for Toronto Arrows like you had a really solid team that year. What was it like playing with Annie and the rest of those players? Just elaborate a little bit more about that, just because Annie's a super awesome person, like, and also a great hockey player as well. Yeah. Annie's crazy. I love that girl. She is, she is absolutely wild. And she brought so much energy to the team. Um, Tori Mariano is also at Northeastern and played with us too. There's a few other girls in, the PW or sorry in um, hockey East that played in the PW with me, which is really cool. Cause pretty much every game I get to see someone that whether they were on my team or I played against them or played with them in like a spring tournament, it's kind of nice that you get to see friendly faces when you're so far away from home. But I think that like, especially with Annie and that Toronto team, we just, we brought the energy every day and we made it fun because Obviously winning is fun, but if we weren't playing well, like it wasn't, it wasn't fun. We wanted to play well and have fun and weren't, we weren't all just laughing and smiles all the time. If we weren't playing well, we knew we weren't playing well. So we decided to like, let's have fun and let's play well. 
And it, for us, it really went side by side. And if we weren't having fun, then we weren't playing well. It wasn't like, oh, all fun and not no good results. It was when we played, fun, when we had fun, we played well. And if we didn't, then we didn't have success. Now talk about your recruitment process to Maine. What was that like? And what made you want to go there? So when there's a tournament in Canada, it's called Rush. Basically you sign up as an individual and they throw you on a team and there's 30 teams in the whole tournament and it's just the rinks are packed with college coaches. It's a really big tournament for recruiting, especially from here, but people come from the States to the tournament all the time. Um, I believe that's where they first saw me. I'm not hundred percent sure, but at the time, one of my friends, uh, Morgan Sadler was already committed to Maine or was talking to Maine at this point. And she actually introduced me to our head coach. And I think from there, that's just where the connection started. And he kind of kept in touch with my coaches and then a few years later, I eventually committed, but it was not your typical recruitment process, but I think it's kind of special. The fact that someone that I played spring hockey with introduced me to this coach. I had a good quick conversation with him and he ended up. So the way it works is the college coaches coach the teams in the games. So he ended up coaching against me and was just, was talking to me the whole time. So I knew that, you know, clearly I gave a good first impression and he was interested in talking to me and I guess interested in me as an athlete. And it's kind of a unique story, which I really like. Yeah. And um, just what have you taken away from your college hockey experience so far in Maine? Like, it seems like it's been pretty fun so far, just talking to you for the short period of time we've had so far. I think the biggest takeaway that like is very specific to my team is that everybody is here to support you whether it's on or off the ice or in the classroom or again like i said with mental health like they want you to be the best version of yourself coaches and players and they're there for you 110 percent of the time like no matter what's going on like if some if you say something's wrong every single player will ask you how they can help which is a really unique experience and the coaches as well. And if you, even if it's something so minor, like, oh, I can't bring my backpack somewhere. Every single person will offer to take it for you. And that is like something that is so, like I care about so, so much. And it's so special that I'm in this environment with all these people that care about me so much and want to see me succeed in everything I do. Now, being a defender in college hockey, you've been the toughest person to, to defend in college hockey so far from your games you've played. I, I just think it's an interesting question to ask defenders because there's so yeah. many tons of players. Yeah, there are. And like I said like before, that it's like anybody can come down on you and just dangle you, and it's going to be embarrassing. But I think one of – which it may seem like a weird answer, but – sometimes the hardest people to defend are the people that I already know from like the PW or from home because I get in my head like oh I know her like I know what she's gonna do and then I overthink about it and I complicate it so I find that if they're coming down with speed that I can figure out how to match their speed and it can I might win some I might lose some but that's kind of how it is as a defenseman and as a hockey player but I think our teammates do a really good job preparing you for the game in practice that it's just when I see my friend coming down on me I'm like oh my god I can't mess this up right now because she's gonna be talking about it later and be like ha remember that time when you played me and I absolutely dangled you so yeah. I just overthink it too much but honestly every single person that comes down to you as a defender is is a challenge and I'm so grateful that our team does a great job at pushing you in practice because if they didn't, then I would not be ready for any challenge in a game. But I'd say that I'm, 
I'm ready for them. And I know that sometimes it's not going to go your way, but you got to pick yourself up and just try mm-hmm. and stay as solid as you can. Well, I haven't seen you on any highlight reels so far this season. So <laughs> you're doing a good job so far. So keep up the great work. Yeah, hopefully that doesn't happen. Now, something that was introduced to college hockey last year was three and three overtime. So as a fan, I think they're fun to watch. Um, what's your take on them? And what's it been like to uh, be a part of the three and three overtime? Because there's some coaches that don't like it. And I completely disagree. I think it's so much better than four and four. Um, it just makes it, I think there's more of a chance of goals to be scored. But also it's just, it's a more quicker pace. And it, there's not too much congestion on the ice um, with the three and three. I feel like there was a lot with the four and four overtime. Yeah, it's definitely stressful at times to watch. I haven't played in a three-on-three yet, but I have in practice. But there's definitely a lot more ice. But as a player, I think that makes it so much more tiring because you got to go everywhere because there's not four more people on the ice, two from each team, that are in those spots. And at least the way we do it, as many other teams do, is – they kind of stick more man on man. So you got to skate everywhere and try and beat your check because they're just one person sticking to you. Um, I can see why it's exciting to watch, but I, I don't like it cause it's, it's scary. And I mean, it's, it's exciting. Yes. And something that we're trying to say is like, don't be nervous to be excited about it, but I think it can be really intimidating. And so far this year, unfortunately, we haven't won in overtime yet. We kept it even and went into a shootout. But so I think it's just, it's a work in progress and it's definitely intimidating. But I think the biggest thing is forgetting about the past three on threes and just looking forward to the next ones and just continuing to practice it and get better and, Smart changes is really important. But. Mm-hmm. Definitely, definitely. So we're now in a segment I like to call the non-hockey segment, where I just ask you some random non-hockey or hockey not related to main hockey questions, um, just to get kind of get to know you a little bit, you know, off the ice. So my first question to you is, what is the most interesting thing uh, you've seen or read this week? Hmm. And if you need any help, like I can give you my answers as well if you need some time to think about it. Yeah, give me your answer. So for me, I, I thought this was interesting. So the Calgary Flames, like yesterday, during the time of this recording, had to shut down. They um, had to postpone a few games because of the pandemic. And I just think it's interesting how it's going to affect the Olympics because obviously this year NHL players were supposed to be back in the Olympics, which I was really excited about. But now with all the pan- shutdowns in the league and with the whole quarantine rules that are in place it's going to be interesting to see whether they're actually going to let the NHL players in the Olympics or not it seems like it's more of a challenge so I'm interested to see how that works out in the next few weeks yeah definitely I think um something that is really cool that is kind of becoming up soon is um NHL uh, like the video game is going to be having women's I saw that yeah that's cool women's national team is going to be on there so that's really cool and I think that should have happened a long time ago but I'm glad that it's finally happening and we're getting some female representation in those games and I know that even though I'm not the biggest gamer I think it's it's something that is deserved and I'm really happy to see that yeah we need a college hockey video game especially with the NIL out like that'll be cool to play yourself, Maine. Oh my gosh! Yeah, in the video game that'll be pretty cool. So now, then you can say like you're in a video game. I don't know. I feel it'd be cool to have a college hockey video game. I know I don't know how popular it'd be, but I would totally buy it. I yeah, think I think it'd I'll be, be fun. playing that twenty four seven. I think it'd be fun. Now, next hockey question. I guess this is another hockey related non hockey question. Is what were your thoughts on Trevor Zegers's assist? Um, oh my god! A couple of weeks ago, I was nonstop watching that video. I think it has like I don't know how many millions of views it has on Instagram, but like half of those views are from me just <laughs> constantly. No, that was insane. I when I was watching the clip and I like before I knew what was going to happen, I thought he was just going to do like your classic Michigan, 
which is still really impressive. Like that's still insane. I cannot do that. But I don't, I don't know. It was just, it was so insane. I can't even put into words because I just couldn't believe that they had the same thought process and knew what was going on. And just from like listening to him afterwards, it didn't sound like, yeah, it didn't sound like they had been like practicing this and planning it. He just heard him yell and just threw it over and figured I'll try this. And the fact that it went in was insane. Mm -hmm. And I think his reaction just says it all. Oh yeah. His reaction was awesome. Yeah. He seems like a California dude already. I don't know if you saw the post game interview, but he's just like laughing about it. Like not a kind of I thought, and he has the long hair too. So it was def. I feel like he's definitely embracing the Anaheim kind of vibe. Yeah. Now next non-hockey question is what music um, do you like to listen to? Honestly, I listen to all kinds of music. It kind of like comes and goes in phases and like, Oh, like this month I'm really into this and this month I'm really into this. But I'd say before games and stuff, I like music that's got like a good beat. There's some rap, pop, but I do listen to like country, more like R&B music. Oh yeah. Like Justin Bieber, but I also like Pop Smoke and Juice World. So it's very all over the place. Did you get that thing where it tells you like who is your the most like listened to like artist or whatever? Yeah. What yeah. was it? Um, my most listened to, I believe, was Justin Bieber. Oh, that was mine too. I, I'm afraid to admit that on the pod, but I will. <laughs> I was I that new album was gas. Like I couldn't stop listening <laughs> to some of those songs. Yeah. Um, so number one was Justin Bieber, number two was One Direction, number <laughs> number three was Pop Smoke, number four was Olivia Rodrigo, and number five was Juice World. So I think that kind of shows <laughs> how Yeah. Like, all so different that's kind of funny that like you can have a playlist but you listen to like one direction and then the next song is like a pop smoke song where it's like completely different like kind of energy yeah. to it like that's yeah. kind of hilarious mm-hmm. i think it just it's exact exactly and i looked at it and i was like yep that's right like, <laughs> there was no shocks so i was like yep, yeah makes sense now next non-hockey question is um big, biggest pet peeve i feel like nothing bothers you too much but just from the conversation, but if there is anything. Um, I wouldn't say that I have too many, like, pet peeves, but it, like, on a, I'm going to bring it back to hockey, but I would say, like, a pet peeve of mine would be certain things that people, like, players do, like, in their style. I guess if a player, like, I mean, a lot of people don't do it intentionally, but if you put your jersey on and your hair is still, like, tucked into your jersey that will bug me so much like you need to take your hair out right now like why is your hair stuck in your jersey which i know seems like so minor but it's like little things like that or there's a girl i used to play against who would use blue tape rather than clear tape on her shin pads mm-hmm. like why it just, yeah that, that would bother me too it I looks don't really so get bad though, so because... as long as you've got good style then mm-hmm you're good you're not bugging me but it's just little minor things like that kind of like why (laughs) that is a good segue to the next non-hockey question who has the best style on the team besides yourself obviously oh well that's a really good question okay i'm gonna say off the ice either nicole pateman or um amelia anderson both both for pre-games like they've they're always got some fancy outfits on and or Allie Trimper or Morgan Trimper. Wow, you've got a lot. But on the ice. Bailey Oaks. You could say yourself. <laughs> no, it's definitely not me. I think um Lauren Porter has her new pads look sick mm-hmm. and I love them. So either her or Maybe eat a K. I don't know. I feel like we all have like really, really similar. Like we all look pretty much the same. The only thing that is noticeably different is Jen Costa doesn't tuck in the tongue of her skate. But, and then there's a few of us that 
roll our sleeves on our jerseys. But other than that, pretty much everybody does the same thing. Yeah. So, that's, so it's kind of hard to say off the ice or on the ice, but off the ice, Trimpers, Nicole, or Andy. Now back to some hockey questions. Now the first one is, um, what should be done to help grow women's hockey? Kind of just like what we talked about with the video game. Yeah. Um, I think um, the new league what for like new women's league is really exciting. Um, I don't know if you've watched any highlights or any games or anything like that, but the fact that they folded two leagues and kind of in a way put them together, it's, really cool to watch um Toronto as a team Toronto six they're a really good team honestly all those teams are a really good team but just getting more representation and more players in those leagues and I think having more money going into those teams which I know is really hard but people say a lot of time like oh well nobody watches it so it's hard to put money into it but I think more people watch it than they think. And if they, I think also that I've noticed at our school is like the men's games, NHL, college, men's hockey games are just, there's so much hype to them and so much energy and people want to go because of the atmosphere. But the women's games are deemed, aren't deemed as exciting, but we don't have the band at our games and nobody knows when our games are because they don't talk about it or they don't post anything about it, whether it's online or like in a, like on a cork board in a common area that people are going to see it. Whereas they do that kind of stuff for men's games. So if they, I guess, advertise would be the word for the women's more then they would get the they, I think they deserve the exact same recognition. And like we, our games aren't as exciting because nobody goes, but then, well, not nobody goes, obviously people come, but we get way less than the men just because people think it's not as exciting because, oh, the band's not there or, well, the rink's going to be a lot more empty than at the men's games. So I don't want to go. Mm-hmm. And I think it's kind of similar for, um, I mean, not as similar for like national team and um, professional players, but I think people just think, oh, the women's games aren't as exciting, but they are equally as exciting just because there's no hitting doesn't make it any less exciting, but people just don't hype it up or give it the energy it deserves because they're like, oh, well, whatever and then just don't go or don't talk about it if that makes sense yeah no it totally does so i think that's kind of a good way to end off the podcast i don't want to keep you here for too long but thank you so much bailey for coming on i really appreciate it and i wish you all the best uh, for the upcoming season i know you're going to do great things uh, with Maine. Thank thank you appreciate it Thank you so much for listening to today's interview of College Hockey Talk. If you want to check out our older interviews, make sure to do that. You can do that on the Apple Podcast page, Spotify account, or our YouTube channel where you can watch many different interviews from this podcast. Uh, Make sure you follow our social media accounts at College Hockey Talk, and I'll see you guys next time with another great interview. But until then, take care and have a great day. Bye. You're full of confidence and cheap color